Welcome to High Energy Health, where together we explore the leading edge of wellness and happiness. I'm your host, Dawson Church. By choosing this time together, you're declaring your commitment to a positive mindset, elevated emotions, and a great life. Thanks for joining me for today's episode. I couldn't believe it. It was like the 
everything that I ever hoped and dreamed would come true. Like right then. And so like even as I went into the hospital that day to, to go be part of the study, I mean, I, I cared what I wore, what clothes I wore. <laughs> it's been a long time since I cared what clothes I wore. It's not like I could really wear clothes to closer anyway, but it was, uh, it, I was just, I was so excited. I felt like I was going in to get the rest of my life back. And I was just elated. And so I got to the hospital and as soon as I get there, you know, they wheel me back into the back area to start getting me prepped for this procedure. And so, uh, you know, the nurse, she hooks me up to machines to monitor my vitals, all of these things. And then the doctor, he comes in and he actually says, you know, Miss Gilmore, I looked over your paperwork and I don't actually expect you to get better from this anyway. You actually can't be a part of the study. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. It was like every, I, I, like, I, I was in tears. I don't even remember the next few days. I just, I was that. That devastating, that dark, I just, it was hard. <laughs> it was really, really hard. And and the next memory I do have is I'm laying in bed, and the thoughts that were going through my head weren't, weren't great at all. And I started thinking, because before I went in, I was, you know, my whole hope was that, oh, please don't let me get placebo. I want the real treatment, because that's the reality for any time you go in for a real procedure. So I was like, oh, I don't get the placebo, I want the real treatment. And so after that, when I had nothing, no hope of getting better. It was, I was, it was like every, I, I needed a reason for living. I needed a hope. I needed something. And the only thing that I could find was, okay, we know the placebo works. And that was kind of the moment that I started going, okay, that, that really brought awareness into my mind of the placebo. Because I mean, we all fear about it, but and I, the idea of actually like it, using it or somehow working it into your life or something isn't really realistic. And so then, with that, and it being the only thing I could possibly see, I started looking and researching the placebo, and then I found something called spontaneous remission, where people would just get better for no reason at all. And so that's what made me start looking at the mind in general, even without the placebo, you know? What is it with the mind and the ability to heal? And that really led me on a whole new journey of looking at the mind and changed my life. It also, uh, just, just, just back up for a second, it also started having you look within. I was so struck earlier when you said that I was looking everywhere for answers, that where you were looking for was almost everywhere. You were looking for every, for, you're looking everywhere else for answers other, other than inside. You're looking for everything externally to yourself for answers. Hey, absolutely. absolutely. I was looking where we normally look. What can I do? Where can I go? Like everything outside of myself for answers. And to be honest with the idea, of healing myself with my mind felt like I might as well figure out how to jump over the moon. Like, if there was nothing tangible about it, it seemed uh, ridiculous, to be honest. But I, I had done network engineering and operations before that, so everything was very, very analytical, which is funny because to me, to me now, healing with the mind and the energy of the body makes complete logical sense. But at the time, it wasn't. It wasn't even in my thinking. It's like that saying that Einstein, that quote that says, you know, no problem can be solved in the same level of consciousness that created it. And so I, I really had to get a new perspective and a new level of awareness, you know? Yes. And and like you said, looking with inside, that was the one place that I overlooked. <laughs> <laughs> I know some people do, you know, they look to some external authority. And I, I, I've asked doctors about this. They say... When people are sick, they first go to the doctor. That's the first thing they do, rather than first looking inside. And you want to be both 
pulling all your inner resources as well as the best of external expert help to help you. And yet, it's uh, he was just saying that it's just our orientation as a culture. We look for the answers somewhere else, some authority figure to tell us, and we don't, don't look inside. So as we began to do that, Brandy, and you began to have that, that first thought, that first inkling is of maybe, maybe I can do something internally. What, what happened next? You know, it's so funny you say that. I, I, would, I would totally agree with you. Uh, it's, a, it's a powerless feeling. We have this mentality, or at least I did, this mentality that I'm powerless in my house. Like, when I came to my house, the idea of me being able to do anything, I didn't, I didn't know the medical terminology. And, you know, one of the turning points for me actually was when I started looking at, so I did, I did, as I mentioned, I did network engineering and operations before, and so when I involved a lot of troubleshooting. And so... I started looking at my nervous system, because in the nervous system, GFPS, I started going, okay, look, it, I'm troubleshooting the network of my body. Let me just figure out how to troubleshoot that. Um, and so that allowed my mind to feel more empowered and to kind of get a different perspective that wasn't so overwhelming. Like, hmm. yeah. And then it was yeah. like, okay, how can I even possibly take the mind out of the equation? That's ridiculous. <laughs> you take the mind out of the equation. But that's basically that's what I did is I, is I started just working with my mind and, and I figured out that there were certain things that I could do with my mind that would actually start helping my pain. And so what I started to do was I started to follow through every day. And as I followed through every day, my pain got better and better and better. And, and so kind of basically, in, in, to simplify what I did, is if we look at emotions, we know that they affect the body. I mean, if somebody's embarrassed, their face turns red. Or if somebody's nervous, they can have an upset stomach or a lump in their throat. Or sexual thoughts create a sexual physical response. So emotions affect the body. And, and some people would say, you know, how much can emotions really affect the body? We've heard before that infants, that don't get enough love can actually die. Yes. Or even seniors who lose a spouse have a much higher rate of death following their loss. It's called the widowhood effect. So when we start to look at emotions, we know that they affect the body. And even if you look at some of Time magazine in the 90s, it's like, it's like stress is the number one uh, cause of, of illness. Well, you know, there's, there's different articles about stress. So what is stress? Stress is emotion. And what is emotion? Emotion is energy. And so when we start to look at the, at the energy and the way the energy affects our body, that's what I did. Is I basically started looking at it and said, okay, now if emotion can affect the body then and their energy, let me figure out what energy is affecting my body and let me release them. So you, you, you were looking for energies that were in your body that were stuck that were obstructing healing? that but affecting my body so kind of like this i mean simply put if somebody is embarrassed and their face is red and we didn't know it was just the embarrassed face turns red so i might look at this person and say hmm what emotion is it that's making your face turn red it's embarrassment let's clear this feeling of embarrassment ah now your face is normal okay and but it happens at a much deeper level so then so what i started doing is i started looking at what emotion are affecting my body at a deeper level. So kind of like this is, well, you've heard before that if somebody goes through a very traumatic experience, they might start experiencing anxiety attacks more often, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so what happens is those emotions, they got trapped in there. 
Now, if we think about an anxiety attack, it affects the racing of the heart, the breathing. I mean, all these important factors of the body. And so what I basically did is looked at, okay, what trapped emotions, these emotions have energy to them, what trapped emotions are in my subconscious mind that are affecting my body, and how do I shift them? And so that's that's what I did. Is I started looking at, okay, let me let me figure this out, and then let me shift what's going on to create change. And this is what's brilliant, I have to say. Um, uh, you believe our thoughts help create our life, right? Right. So our thoughts help create our life. Well, we've even heard, like, on a simple note, you know, success breeds success, failure breeds failure, or frustration breeds more frustration. So kind of like if you've ever had one of those days where it feels like one freaking thing comes wrong after another, you wake up late, you trip over the dog, you just don't have one, and fill your tea or your coffee, it, you know, it's just like one of those days where it feels like it's off, right? Like most people have had one of those days. And we've also had one of those days where it feels like everything's right. Like, you know, it's yeah. like one thing happens beautifully after everything just falls in line and it's perfect. And obviously the difference is just the energy of it, okay? Or even Einstein might say, you know, imagination is a preview of life coming attraction. But however you want to look at it, the, the energies and the thoughts that we're holding in our minds help create our life. And so what's brilliant is even in my own life, when I started to look at the emotions that were affecting my body and shift them, they didn't just shift my health, they shifted my life. And so it was like, I always tell people this is a gift in healing. And so even if people have, you know, even if it's just something small, like a pain in the shoulder or something like that, you go, okay, well, wait a second. What is my body telling me? What is the emotion? What can I shift from the inside that can also, knowing that, can help create a, a a gift in my life on the outside. Does that make sense? Yes. Incredible. So that's what I did, basically, is I, is I uh, looked at the emotions that were affecting my body, shifted those, and um, and started really just shifting my life, and it created a completely different life. And uh, was the change rapid, or was it slow and gradual over time, or what? The change, some of the changes were, I would say for the most part, it was, over time and rapid, both figured it out. I didn't see. I didn't like with the level of clarity that I have now. I had. I was like, let me try this and see if it works. Let me try that and see if it works. Let me. I. I didn't have the level of clarity that I do now. So now I can show somebody how to get out of pain in minutes using their only their own mind. You know, and I'm not diagnosing them. I'm not treating them, curing them. That isn't like that. I'm just showing them how to use their own mind and their own emotions to shift it. And so. And so what I do, what I did, like in my own life, I was still really trying to figure out uh, what it, I was working my way through it. So sometimes it was it was better, worse, figuring it out, um, it, it took a bit. Bonnie, I'm curious, as you then realized you do this with other people, you began to offer your gifts to others as well. And I'd love to hear a story of a person who you worked with in this way that had some kind of long-standing pattern, maybe pain, maybe a physical symptom of some other kind, and how you help them figure out what to work on and then how to make that shift. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times what I do, too, if, I, if I'm working with somebody directly, a lot of times I just help point them in the direction of the specific emotion. Basically, in going through my injury, I actually developed an uh, intense hypersensitivity to energy. So if you've ever heard before that a dog can sense 
kind of like that, or even more so uh, maybe similar to what the medical community calls mirror touch synesthesia, uh, where one person can feel and experience what another person's feeling and experiencing. So I can actually feel what they're experiencing, and then so I, I can feel their emotions. So I just help point them in the direction and say, this is, this is the emotion. And so a lot of times what I like to do, because people have gotten really out of touch with what they're really feeling. Have you noticed that? Like, like in our culture, we hear, you know, we hear emotions at the door. And so, you know, for jobs or, or things like that, or people say, you know, I'm doing great. And inside, they're not really. And so people, have you noticed that a lot of people have gotten really disconnected from what they're really authentically feeling? Very much so. Yes. So, so that, so a lot of times, like if I'm working one-on-one with somebody, I will help identify the specific emotion by sharing that with them and what I'm picking up on and all of that. If not, then I give people exercises to do to help them to get in touch with their emotions and to hear what their body's saying. So kind of to start creating communication with their body. But if I'm working with somebody one-on-one, I just show them. And a lot of times people are like, that can't be possible. No way. And so, you know, and so what I love, I love to blow people's minds. So, uh, so I'll have people, uh, so I'll show them to shift it and they'll notice their pain gone. So even one of the things that I've done, because people are so uh, blown away by this, is I'll take people under thermography. Are you familiar with thermography? Like yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, it, shows, okay. it looks kind of like an aura photograph. It's like seeing the pattern of heat radiation from your skin. Exactly, exactly. So it's not quite the aura, but it's basically exactly what you said, heat, ra- heat radiating from the skin. When people have pain or disharmony in the body, it radiates heat, and this thermography can pick up on it, and it shows up on the skin as being like this intense red and white. And in the areas that are normal temperature are represented as healthy, so it's like being green. And so part of what I've done is I'll take people with a, an emotion, and a lot of times they're in disbelief that this emotion is affecting their body. And I show them to shift it, and you can actually see on the thermography scan, the scan turns from red to green. And you can see it real time. It, it all depends on what the emotion is, but uh, the one that I'm thinking of, you know, there's, there's actually videos to me doing it. This, uh, where you can actually see it uh, turn from red to green, but um, sometimes it's emotion of anger. Sometimes it'll be uh, resistance or frustration or guilt. So it's, it's all different types of emotional patterns that are going on that are affecting people. So it's like our body is guiding us, you know. And, and I guess people always ask, you know, what is it that I'm capable of with my mind? Well, I've seen incredible things, just incredible. I mean, people paralyzed moving their legs again in a very, like, 28, 29 minutes, somewhere in there, like, really incredible things. And I was telling people, you know, it's your energy, it's your mind, that's between you and God and the universe, what you're capable of. Like, I just coach people on how to use their energy, but I see the most incredible things that people are able to do. So, but that, but, so I basically just really authentic shift. And you do a lot with EFT, right? Yes. Yeah, so you, you see shifts in people as far as their emotions and things like that, right? That's the idea, because when the emotion shifts, the body shifts. Exactly. So basically what I do is I just, instead, I will have a conversation with people. I think all tools, um, you know, the more, the, the more tools, the merrier, you know, and uh, and so that, but that's what I'm doing. Basically, when, when the emotion shifts authentically, you can, uh, and it's the specific ones that are affecting their health, you, you actually see uh, it shift. And a lot of times I'll ask them, you know, what's their pain level? So the one woman I'm thinking of, she had a really bad neck. And it was about an eight. And so I just started talking to her about getting rid of the emotion. She had a lot of, what was it? Just a lot of distance in life. Just tired of hearing what everybody wanted to say, frustrated, all of that. And so I just started talking to her. 
And as I talked to her, I talked to her for like two, three minutes, asked her questions back and forth. And then I said, okay, what's your pain level? She was like, like a four. And I was like, oh, nice. Okay. And then so I just talked to her again. I said, well, what if? And I asked her different questions. And so she lets go of the emotion. And so what's your pain level now? It's like, it's a two. And so basically all the way to zero. She's like, oh, my God, I don't feel any pain. That's basically what I do. And I know, and I make it look very, very simple. So sometimes people will see videos and I'll take somebody out of chronic pain in five minutes or, you know, ten minutes. Or And they'll see these videos and they'll say, like, how is this even possible? And I always want to tell people, like, when I first started, it might take me an hour to get somebody from, like, a level eight of pain to a level four or five. And so I just started to really tap into how energy works and understand it and how the emotion works. And, and it gets faster and faster. So with people, they start to shift their emotions. You know, there's obviously a lot of different tools to do it. Um, but not expecting, no, I don't want everybody to expect that they're going to necessarily get results in five minutes. You know what I mean? So are you doing something while you're on the energy level while you're asking those questions? No. You know, the, this is the thing. Is it I remember, could I, could I do things on energy level and send energy and all of that? I could. I don't want to. Like, my goal is to empower people because the reality is that we're made of energy and our, our lives are directed by energy and we create our thoughts. Or we create our lives with our thoughts and our energy. And so I feel like that would be disabling people. I feel like if I said, it would be like if your kid wanted to learn to ride a bike and you said, no, I'll ride it for you. If you want to learn how to ride a car, no, I'll drive it for you. Um, I think that people learning how to direct their own energy and change their own energy can help them also change their life. And so I think it's, it's important to know. So I just coach people. I tell them, you know, it's between you and God and the universe, whatever you want to call it, what your energy is. You know, and it, it, this is the, the funny part. Is, is it, like a lot of people are always blown away at what I'm doing. And they're made, even in the Bible, 2000, more than 2,000 years ago, it says a merry thought is a medicine to the body. Ill thoughts will dry up the bone. And so, you know, it, it's basically... I don't want to be responsible for healing people. I want to show people and have people harness their, like like you said, harnessing their own power. That I think that's what it is. If I went through my whole injury and still felt like and felt like I was went through that for more than seven years, I went through it and still felt powerless in my life and didn't feel like I, I wouldn't have gotten the gift out of it. Now I can honestly look back and say I would never want to go through it again. It hurt like hell, a lot of pain, and really a lot of a really, really hardest thing ever, but I wouldn't take it back if I could because the way it changed my life and what I learned and how I grew. And so I would want anybody, whether it's even a hangnail, <laughs> to do the same thing, you know? Yeah, having the ability to work on yourself and just your own symptoms is so powerful and it's so empowering for people to realize that they do have that ability in themselves in many, many different levels. So it was seven years that you were you were personally going through that struggle. Wow, that's a, that's a long time to be in pain. Isn't it? Very, very long time. Very long time. So, so is, this method, is this method teachable? Absolutely. So it's, it's teachable. The uh, getting necessarily the... Uh, I, I do. I, I teach it, and I actually have a video course that I teach people uh, how to do it, how to start listening to their body, how to understand what emotions are affecting them, really to start tapping into changing it. Because the other thing that comes into play is that emotions are, what's a good way to put it, like every emotion that people feel, they actually want to feel. 
And so a lot of people are fighting themselves in trying to get rid of emotion because it's not like there's an emotion that you want to get rid of and you just want to get rid of it. Every emotion you actually want to feel and you don't want to feel. It's kind of like the smoker who wants to give up smoking. Part of them wants to give up smoking and there's a big part of them that wants to keep smoking. Or the drinker who part of them wants to give up drinking and the other part kind of likes drinking and they're, they're pulled to it, you know? And it's much easier when all of them want to get rid of it. A lot of the emotional habits have to do with understanding ourselves at a deeper level and creating a deeper uh, shift so people don't keep going back to the, uh, the emotions. Does that make sense? It's very powerful when all the parts of you, yourself are harnessed toward change rather than some hanging out there sabotaging you. Brandy, I was so struck by how you talk about emotions and the body. And, of course, those linkages are profound. Our emotions are to be found in our heads, and we can't usually think ourselves well. It's to be found at the level of emotion, body, and shifty energy there. And I'd love to hear more about that concept as well as, as working with people and how you were able to help people as they tuned in, found those emotions, found those stuck energies in their bodies, and were able to release them. So just think a little bit about that whole theme of the body, of emotion, and also share with us another story of somebody you worked with who was able to tune in, find a hidden emotion or a hidden energy, release it, and then experience profound physical healing. Let's see. Okay, so a guy that I worked with, yes, he is uh, hes actually a doctor, but he's, he's thinking outside the box. He's actually an eye doctor. Uh, he, he reached out to me. He Basically, he's been having extreme amount of foot pain. His right foot uh, has been about a level 8, 0 to 10, about a level 8 of pain for about three or four months now, and uh, some, somewhere in there. And so he's been trying to walk, and he, he's having a hard time walking because his foot has hurt so bad um, and constant pain. And so uh, he set up an appointment with me, and what we did is we checked into the energy what was going on with his foot. And what it was is he actually recently bought a house. He, um, he bought a, a nicer house than he was used to. Um, he actually he got married, bought this house, and it's a very, very nice house. And inside his emotions, he has felt like if he has a lot of money, people would criticize him or judge him. And so he's been kind of, like the, the way basically what the body has been saying is be careful. Like he's had this thing of be careful where you step. He's been worried that, you know, like he's had fear of walking around and that people would judge him or people would want to take money from him or something like that. And so that's been, he's had a lot of fear regarding that. So what's brilliant is this, is that basically what I worked with him on was, he, he also, another thought he had, I'm sorry, is also that if he had more money, that people would charge him. And so part of what we did is we talked about, okay, you know, if you live in Beverly Hills or if you live in Compton, uh, which one is safer? And so he's like, well, you know, crime rate, you can see from statistics, is, is, is much safer in Beverly Hills than it is Compton. We started to look at that just so I was like, okay, well, look, so now you can see, you can see where what areas are safer, okay? And so we started to incorporate the feeling of him really feeling safe and him starting to associate that actually having more money was actually safer. So we brought that in and we started working with that. 
and then another thing, so he had this belief that people would charge him more. And so then we started looking at it. We said, okay, um, you know, who, who pays, you know, if, if you look at people who pay for water or pay for, you know, food, if you go to Whole Foods or Sprouts or whatever, you go to the grocery store, do they charge you more if you have food? If you're, you know, if you're rich, if you're wealthy. It's like, well, no. And then so we started looking at, okay, clothes. You go to a clothing store, do they charge you more or not? Not unless you go to a more expensive clothing store. So we started looking at all these things, and it's like, okay, are you sure that you're going to get charged more? And so basically through through just question and answer, like logic, we use a lot of logic with him, because depending upon how the person's mind thinks, I like to meet them where they're at. So he's a doctor, he's very, very analytical, so a lot of the information that I used was like, okay, well, if we can look at the crime rates here and then here in Beverly Hills, and so on. Using analytical information. My goal is always to meet people where they're at to create the shift as fast as possible. Uh, that's what we did. We started looking at what emotions were there. Uh, then when we brought in new facts, once we got new facts, we actually started to release the old energy from his body. And as we did that, um, his pain went away. So it went from down to from a five, down to a three, down to a one, down to a zero. And then he messaged me the next day and was like, oh, my God, that looks great. Now, what was the energy part of that interaction? The energy part of the interaction, meaning, meaning how did I help him release the energy? Yes. I, I asked him, I had him, I had him brush off his energy was one thing, one of the things that I did. The thing is, like, it's an exercise I call ERVAC, and it's basically where I have him do specific movements with his eyes. And, like, you've heard before, like, if somebody's blind, they might look up, or if somebody's, like, something auditory, they might look different directions, right? Yes. So a lot of things what I find is through these emotions are trapped in the mind in different ways. And so I had him do some different exercises with his eyes to actually start releasing it from the mind. I uh, So I had him do that. And then also I had him go to the emotion, and there's something else that I that I basically, I call sensory interrupt techniques, but there's some different techniques that I use. But basically... There was, it has to do with interrupting, using his counting to interrupt his emotions. So I have people, people that, uh, I have to, basically people count. And at the same time as they're counting, I have them incorporate a feeling of maybe the, like, for instance, I'm sorry, the num- let's say the number one. Let's say they count the number one and they say the number's blue and it's big. And so that gives it feeling. And it gives it like a, a sense of feel to it. And then maybe I say, okay, now in between you and that problem, can you picture the number two that is green and made out of lime? And so you can smell the feeling of lime or smell the lime. And so basically what I do in sensory interrupt techniques is I use sensory. Everything's sensory. And I interrupt what's already going on in the mind with something before it. And the reason I use a number is because basically it's it in includes the analytical mind, it includes the emotion, uh, emotions from the body, and all of the senses. And so by creating, by using the senses and the analytical mind, I have created disconnect between and bringing the new energy. Does that make sense? It does. That's fascinating. Brandy, I'd love to give listeners a sense of your work by doing an actual exercise with them. So if you would mind walking us through that, 
we can do that right now. We'll assume for the moment that everyone listening is in pain, maybe you aren't in dreadful pain, but you may have some kind of persistent pain, you may have a headache, you may have some kind of part of your body that's in pain. So let's just go ahead and do an exercise in which you can feel the ability of your emotions, your mind, your energy to shift your physical body. Great. Great, and uh, and I always want to say uh, first and foremost because I, I my my sincere goal is to empower people. So I don't want to. I'm not healing you. I'm not, I'm going to walk you through an exercise so that you use your own energy, which is you know between God and the universe and all, and whatever you want to call it, the divine. But that's that's my ultimate goal is to, is to share with you uh, tools that you can use with your own energy. In the time that we have, what I'll do is actually uh, the deep process of sensory interrupt technique. I'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and do an exercise to go through that. And even if you're not experiencing some type of physical pain, it basically helps you to start shifting your emotions and the energy of it from an internal space. And this is what we'll do. Um, If you want to go ahead and uh, close your eyes, you can think of something that's not too stressful, just moderate, like something that's moderately maybe an emotion that's bothering you or something that's causing some stress in your life. And I'm going to ask you just for the moment, if you can picture the number one halfway between you and that object of stress or that emotion. And if you can picture the number two, this yellow made out of lemon, you can smell the lemon halfway between you and that object. And the number three, this green made out of kiwi, you can smell that kiwi smell. And the number four, that's made out of metal. And you can feel the heaviness of the metal and how cold the metal is in front of you, in front of that object. And then number five, the stripe like a zebra and about five feet tall right in front of that object. And then number six, that is made out of snow. And so you can feel the cold from the snow in front of that object. And then number seven, that's blue like the sky. You can feel the spaciousness in it kind of that object. And the number eight, that's orange in front of that object. And the number nine, that's black and about nine feet tall in front of that object. And the number ten, that's made out of feathers, so it's very light. And just for a moment, if you'd like to go ahead and brush off your energy, just kind of like if you had dust on your body, completely dust yourself off from head to toe. Okay. And so... This, this exercise, now would be a good time to start putting in really positive feelings. So if you start to think about something that you're grateful for, even in grateful for this moment, grateful for these awarenesses and being here with Dawson and really being able to get more enlightenment and or get more information, or grateful for life, grateful for how beautiful the world is, whatever that feeling is, just to bring in a feeling of gratitude. Maybe it's gratitude to be able to see or gratitude uh, for the air that you can breathe. Whatever it is, just feeling gratitude towards God, the universe, beautiful. And the more you can just bring in that feeling and then bring it and feel that feeling as much as you possibly can. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, by slowing down the negative feelings and getting some distance from them, it, it enables us to bring in positive feeling more easily. And so that's why we want to always bring in more positive feeling afterwards. Also, I call this uh, sensory interrupt technique 101, fit 101. The reason I do is because a lot of times if, if somebody's feeling very stressed about something, then I'll actually count to 101, okay, and just brush off the energy every time we get to 10. So it's brushing energy as we go. But 
but so it's just a short version of it to help you get a sense of, of what that is. Does that make sense? Yes. Beautiful, beautiful. So, and also, like I said, I can provide a recording for you of this exercise to help bring in, you know, disconnect from the negative energies and help bring in more positive. Now, if Wonderful. somebody, great, great, great. Yeah, we, we post that on, on the site. And, yeah, I'd, uh, I, I'd really, I wish we could get feedback from people. We can't, unfortunately, but I'd love to hear from people who tried this and and what their, their numbers were. And there's a little comment box on the, web, on the website at highenergyhealth.net. We can post comments. So uh, if you had a shift, please go ahead and let us know. I'd be very curious as to how this works. So it work even on the air like this, Brandy? Absolutely. I mean, basically it's, it's up to people to really to really view and implement. So absolutely. And, and what it is, I mean, as far as pain specifically, it's like, like if we talk about somebody, again, simply put, if somebody's embarrassed and their face turns red and they're working on a feeling of anger, that's not necessarily going to help the embarrassed. So when it comes to some type of physical disharmony going on, obviously it would need to be towards the specific emotion, such as embarrassment in that case. So, but otherwise, people, even people who don't have any type of physical harmony or, or whatnot, when they address the specific stress that's affecting them and help um, and, and start getting some distance from it, it's really, really powerful. It is powerful, yeah. Yeah, I was using my email inbox as my uh, source of stress, so <laughs> that did help me. Brandy, thank you so much for sharing your wonderful energy and your spirit with us, as well as the insights you've discovered on your healing journey. Thank you so much for sharing today. Absolutely. Well, Dawson, it's been so wonderful to be here to connect with your amazing audience. So thanks so much, and uh, thank you. Big hugs. Let's see you again. For more about Brandy, go to her website, brandygilmore.com. 